everyone. Welcome to the On Speed Dial podcast brought to you by After the Tone. My name is Jacob. And I'm Bailey. <laughs> this is our first episode. We're really, really excited to bring you guys a podcast. Um, there's a lot of reasons that uh, went into why we wanted to do one um, and even the name. So, um, Bailey, you want to talk about the name a little bit? Yeah, sure. So, our team came up with On Speed Dial because I think there's a lot of conversations that we would love to have together as a team, as um, co-founders and experts in the industry. So I think of like, who are the top people that I want to have a conversation with or who are on, you know, my list to call. And those are my speed dial people. Yeah. And we also think that, you know, uh, we are in a very unique position. We are an audio guestbook company and we rent to weddings and events nationwide and internationally. So we have a very unique position of being able to experience. Um, we've been over a part of tw- we've been a part of over twenty thousand events. So we've seen some pretty crazy things. We've met some really cool people. Um, had some very interesting experiences. Also, just out of the nature of our company, uh, we cut vinyl records in house. So we're very close to the vinyl industry. Uh, we handle a lot of conversations with a lot of uh, interesting vintage people. Um, so and just the wedding event industry in general. So and you know, there's always some um, interesting stories, some hot takes, um, some things we've learned over the over the years of us doing this. And also, I think just a piece of it being running a business together. Um, you know, being entrepreneurs trying to run a company, trying to grow a company, uh, especially in the wedding and event industry. Um, and then on top of that, doing that as a husband and a wife. So I think there's a lot that we can talk about there too. But um, I would like to add. I think there's so many events that obviously we're so lucky and grateful to be a part of, but it's nice for us to be able to come and have real conversations and put like a face to our brand um, because there's real people and relationships and stories behind everything that we do. Yeah. 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 I mean, I think that was an intention from the jump was to not um, be a faceless company, but to try to make sure that, you know, we have touch points every step of the way from our marketing department, our customer service, um, and just in our content in general. We didn't want to just be a dropship company or something like that. But um, even down to the point where, you know, you and I still take phone calls with clients. So, um, which is very, very fun. But um, anyways, yeah, so that's kind of the the heart behind why we want to start the podcast, be able to connect with you guys, answer some questions, all that fun stuff as well. Um, and we're really, really excited. We have a, a lot of really cool interviews lined up with some really cool people uh, starting the wedding and event industry, the music industry, vinyl industry, um, probably some vintage people in there too. And we're really excited to show those interviews to you as well. So uh, very, very exciting stuff. I'm, I'm pumped. But yeah, so I think just for the intro episode, for those who don't know who we are or what After the Tone is, um, you know, assuming that they've never heard of us before and this is showing up on their TikTok, on their Instagram or YouTube or Spotify or whatever, um, (laughs) how would you describe uh, After the Tone? Okay. It's always hard for me to describe in like five seconds. So it's my long-winded answer and I'm still (laughs) trying to perfect it. Um, but think of going to any kind of special event, a wedding, a birthday, baby shower, maybe what you're typically used to seeing is a cute book, um, with blank pages and you walk up to it and you write with pen and paper, congratulations, I'm so happy for you, words of wisdom, all those things. Um, 
and there's never really enough time to say all the things that you want to say. So mm-hmm. for us, um, we actually started this for our own wedding back in 2019, and we can get more into the actual story in a we little will. bit. <laughs> um, we wanted a more, I guess, tangible way to be able to um, record our wedding day. So people can actually pick up a phone Um we retrofit vintage rotary phones from the 50s, 60s, 70s, and so on, and they can leave a voicemail. So instead of a guest book, like I said, writing in pen and paper, you pick up a phone and you leave a message, and we send all of those digitally and also on vinyl. So Yeah. Thanks for the my, sales pitch. <laughs> you're welcome. That's <laughs> nice feel. Um, cool. Yeah. I mean, I just wanted to get that out there. I know we explain it everywhere, but if for whatever reason we have a first-time listener that's never heard of after the tone, I wanted to kind of give an idea. Um, obviously the podcast is going to deviate from that, but, um, yeah, cool. And I wanted to also talk about how we got started. I know you were hinting at it a little bit, but, um, talk about both our past and what led to the company. And then we'll talk some, you know, company stuff and what have we learned and some lessons and fun stuff like that. So, um, yeah, uh, my name is Jacob, which I've said, and those of you who know us should know that by now, but, Um, I was before, after the tone, I was a wedding videographer for five years. And so I'm very, you know, hip to the industry, uh, made a lot of venue friends and wedding planner friends, all your vendors that you work with, um, made a lot of cool connections with a lot of people in the industry. And then, um, Bailey, you were in wedding planning and coordinating. Yeah. So, um, in college we went to a smaller Christian school and we were definitely in like a bubble of everyone getting married super early. Um, but I was really interested in the whole wedding side of things and events. So I did some coordination, um, there for a little bit. And then in college or after college, sorry, after graduating, I went more into like marketing, branding, um, and the influencer space, um, for a few startups. Cool. And, and then for after the tone, the idea, um, it was your idea and I want you to talk, (laughs) to talk about not my idea. It was her idea. Um, I want you to kind of walk us through that on, cause it was kind of funny how it happened. Um, and I, I want, I would love to hear or for everyone to hear the, the why about your grandma and your grandpa and the Argentina story and all that stuff. Yeah. Sounds good. I feel like this is like a full interview for me today. (laughs) I'm very surprised by that. Um, Yeah. So we were, like I said, in the middle of wedding planning and I can't remember like the exact time or day, but I feel like we had just met with our wedding planner. It was like a month or two months before. Um, We got married in a greenhouse in Santa Barbara. It's called Dos Pueblos Orchid Farm. It's beautiful and amazing. If you ever have a chance to check it out, go look it up. But anyways, we were trying to figure out like a fun guest book experience. And I think I had, we had driven separately. Mm-hmm. I got in my own car. We lived in Costa Mesa at the time. And I feel like all of my ideas come to me when I'm like on a walk or in on a long drive, like by myself or a short drive, I guess it wasn't that long. Um, and this, you can ask three Jacob. hours a short drive. No, this wasn't, this wasn't coming oh, this back from, from the Santa Barbara. Okay. There was, it was a coffee shop. I don't know where. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I don't remember. Yeah, I remember, but she was so sweet and she had gone and walked the venue with me. Um, like a couple months prior to that, this was like the month before our wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I lost my train of thought, but I'm trying to think. Oh, the idea called you and you can ask Jacob. <laughs> He's very patient and sweet with me because I think I probably call him like 20 to 30 times a day, like just for random things like to say hi or like a thought that I have for like the past 10 years. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, anyways, called him on the phone and I was like, Hey, what do you think about this idea? Like, I save all my voicemails from you, like my grandparents, my family, like you know that I'm a sentimental person and this, like those kinds of things mean so much to Mm -hmm. me. What if we had a phone and we can like plug a landline in the greenhouse and like feed it through to like an outlet somewhere and people could actually pick up the phone and call us and have an answering machine. So obviously like my initial idea was a little bit, it was an like answering machine, right? There. That was the yeah. First one. It was yeah. like I wanted to pair my love for like vintage and reusing like secondhand. Obviously, weddings are really expensive. Correct. And that was a really stressful time for us. Um, I wasn't working. Shout out when, credit cards. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I wasn't working um the few months leading up to our wedding. So I did have a lot of time to plan, but I also was like trying to figure out ways to make sure that we weren't spending a ton of money. So again, secondhand was a big thing for Mm -hmm. us as well. I wanted to tie that into our wedding and I was like, okay, rotary phone, that would be so cool. Answering machine, but how is that going to work? And it's probably not going to work. That's what I thought in my head. On the answering machine, I remember you were telling me that your uncle and your aunt, when they got married, they got back from their honeymoon and they had this really cool story of like getting back and then they like pressed play on their answering machine and it was like all these calls from people. That's what I remember. Yeah. yeah. So I had like this vision in my head that I was like, oh my gosh, like we could come home and it could be like, we'll we could just it. set our answering machine and be like, it's the Yakleys. Like we're we can't like get to the, the phone 90s. right now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we didn't have a home phone or an answering machine at the time. Anyways, told you the idea and, um, then I was like, that's probably not possible. And I was done at that point, like thinking about it because I didn't know how to make it work. Yeah. Well, and before making it work, um, I want you to kind of explain the part of the why on your grandpa and your grandma getting married over the phone. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I can. Because <laughs> um, I think, it, I mean, I just think it's a really unique story. And I think there's a lot of people who um, can resonate with it. And I think that for us running an audio company, for it, sure, it makes a lot of sense. I think that this could be like a whole segment or like episode in itself. There's so many things that like intertwine and um, I think like crazy serendipitous moments that I've had throughout the years, especially starting after the tone with my grandparents story that I keep like learning more and more. It's like this huge puzzle um and it's really beautiful but uh anyways my grandparents are from Buenos Aires in Argentina and um they got married over the phone in 1965 so my grandpa had family that had already come out here to start um you know a new life California California grandpa comes out to California yes grandma's still in Argentina yes perfect Newport Beach, to be exact, Mm. which plays into the story later, which is very crazy, but um, comes out here and um, before he leaves, they get engaged because he 
obviously wants my grandma to come out with him and she's like I'm not like leaving my entire family and everything that I know uh without a ring on my finger mm-hmm. probably very smart mm-hmm. um but anyways they get engaged he comes out here and you know starts a new life finds work all of those things and they end up getting married over the phone his brother who's still in buenos aires steps in for my grandpa um as the groom yeah like yeah. as the person who's present like a like, body double w- yeah while they're on the phone and there's a picture actually on our album cover on the back um of their actual wedding day but it's my grandpa's brother who's standing there um so yeah they get married over the phone and they spend around the next year of their marriage um, before being able to be together in person through phone calls letters poems Um, my grandpa was like such a words of affirmation like romantic person Um, like going through all those things with her is super sweet and she saves absolutely everything she always tells me she's like i think that our love story could be like in the movies or a novella um a soap opera um so yeah first year of marriage was spent over the phone until he saved up enough money to fly her out to him so it was a one-way plane ticket and this is just like a little tidbit that i haven't shared before but when i was looking through like the letters and the telegrams Mm -hmm. um, that she saved when they had gotten married. I looked at the address that my grandpa lived at, the first place he lived in Argentina or in California, which was Newport Beach. And I was like, that looks so familiar. Like that street looks so familiar to me. Why? And then I realized that like three years prior, no, Hmm. I'm trying to think of the years. It's all a whirlwind right now. Um, in 2018, I lived on the peninsula in yeah. Newport, and he was literally a block away from my house like the entire time. So I, I spent, didn't know that. yeah, I spent like no all this time in the same area with him, not with him, but like where he used to hang out. Um, and for me, that's really special because he passed away when I was around one. Um, so I feel like my whole life I've gone through this process of like. I'm going to get emotional. (laughs) Um, Like really wanting to know this person that I love, obviously, and like that started this whole life for my family. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't like getting emotional. Um, And so being able to like do that through the sound of his voice, um, all of the things that my family saved, Mm -hmm. um, and then like finding pieces of him that like, I just like really relate to is really special. So yeah, obviously I just gave you like a whole snippet of something that I've never shared before, but yeah. Well, yeah. Thank you for sharing. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't Sorry that. for crying. Don't be, don't apologize for crying. <laughs> um, okay. I'll take over to give you. Yeah. Please yeah. give me a second <laughs> and some um, tissues. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So taking over for you um, to give you. you, give you a second not to have a break. Um, so you had the idea and then you called me asking if, hey, could we do a voicemail machine, rotary phone, or, you know, something to get voicemails from our loved ones at our wedding? Yeah, I got to leave it to the tech guy. 
Yeah, well, I was a videographer for for a couple of years, so I knew audio a little bit and the gear and capabilities and stuff. But I had no idea how to execute that or to make that happen. So um, I started Googling and trying to figure out like turn phone into like <laughs> <laughs> voicemail machine, like record voicemails directly from phone or you know all that kind of stuff because the word like audio guestbook like wasn't really in the zeitgeist yet. Like it wasn't a big word i think even now people don't i don't think it was a word at all like, no I don't think it wasn't it was, yeah. and I, I i still think even now when i tell people oh yeah we're an audio guestbook company that makes sense to us and like our team and the people in the industry but like people outside of it are like what what do you mean an audio guestbook what is that so um you can only imagine you know this is before um so there was nothing really out there and i ended up connecting with our now business partner matt via facebook who's on who's in new york on long island yep. and um he was doing this thing where he was converting old phones into microphones for bands like grungy bands, mm -hmm. you know, punk bands, all that kind of stuff that wanted that grittier sound. And I straight up messaged, messaged him on Facebook and was like, Hey, can we, I, my wife has this idea for a wedding. Can I buy a phone from you and try to like convert it? Like, is that possible? And he was super into it, sent us a phone. Um, and we made it happen. Mm -hmm. And then we obviously had it at our wedding and a lot of our vendors that we used and friends, um, they loved it. Uh, we got the photos back. It was really cool to see like the phone in action and people using it. And then obviously getting our voicemails. And it was a funny thing where a lot of our vendor friends and and our, our guests started asking us, hey, who who was that phone company? What like did you guys hire somebody or like can I get their Instagram? What was that? And then that kind of tipped you and I off to be like, oh, there might be, you know, something here for us yeah. to pursue. So and just to like go back a little bit, I didn't know that you were doing this. Like, again, oh, I yeah, had surprised. shelved the idea because I was like, it's probably not possible. So I did get like, it was actually very cute. My grandma took me to Michael's and she like helped me pick out like a little guest book thing. So we still had the guest book at we our had wedding. Both. Yeah. Have I ever looked at it again? No. I'm so Where is sorry. It? Where is it? It's in like a little, like, I have all of our wedding stuff. You don't know where it is. I'm the one who put it where it is Are right now. Are you sure? Yeah. Uh, we'll talk later. I don't know if I agree with that, but... It's in the garage. This is where it is. Is it? Well, in a wedding box in the garage. The wedding box is in the guest room, but... Okay. Next episode, I'll confirm. <sighs> um, <laughs> Podcast with your spouse. All right, let's keep going. <laughs> um, what I wanted to say, though, is you surprised me with that. Mm -hmm. Like, a couple days leading up to our wedding... Because we had to both drive separately to Santa Barbara. And you're like, hey, actually, this is happening. Mm -hmm. um, and I made a little sign on Canva because I was like, well, how are people going to know, like, what, what to do with yeah, this what phone? Is this thing? Yeah. <laughs> so we had to, like, you know, come up with a little, a little template and all those things, which is what the majority of our clients for the last couple of years have used at weddings. For signage? Also. Yeah, for signage. Yeah. Um, but... Having Matt on, which we've talked about already, I think will be a really, really cool oh, yeah. story. Um, we'll get Matt to on to kind of get our perspectives of what happened and also his and everything like that's happened up to now. But I, we always have conversations that like everything that has happened with After the Tone, there it just has always felt like there's purpose and like mm -hmm. nothing happens by accident, like with with everything that there's been a, lo a lot of big things that have happened with the growth 
of this company and the people we've met that were completely out of our control. And yeah. people came into our lives at the exact right time and they were the perfect fit, um, all that kind of stuff. And it just kind of ha- kept happening over and over and over and over again um, to where, I mean, it's still happening now, like to this day, which yeah. is, you know, um, it's shocking yeah. and, and really cool. But um, bringing it back. So we had at our wedding, we had the idea, then we decided to launch an Instagram. Um, do you want to talk about launching Instagram and COVID? <laughs> We had it for a very long time. Yeah. And mind you, we got married three months prior. So we got married in November 2019. I wasn't, again, working. I was working on like some side projects. Mm-hmm. Um, and all of a sudden, like we were working on it in the new year. The pandemic hits. Imagine like which I think a lot of people can imagine, like being newlyweds and we, the whole world shutting down. It was a really, yeah. really, really hard time for me mentally. Obviously, like it's hard for everyone, but I think I really had... Do I have mascara? No, Sorry, you have an eyelash on the other eye. <gasps> eyelash falling. Um, Got you. It was really hard for me because one, we had just gotten married and I'm not used to like not being around family and friends. And I had a lot of anxiety of like, well, what if I go and see my grandma, which as you know, and everybody who knows me, she's like the most important person in my life. So not, you know, trying to like keep everybody safe with like the information that we had, I wasn't able to really be around her. And then I was like, we're going to start this company where people have to like touch a phone and like put it up to their face. Like, Nobody's going to want to do that. Well, yeah, for context, I mean, everyone knows COVID and everyone got affected in the ways they got affected. But for the people in the wedding and the event industry, it was extra weird because, first of all, I was a videographer at the time and I lost probably 75% of my salary in two weeks. Yeah. And so that, again, us (laughs) spending a lot on our wedding and trying to save as much as we could. But, you know, we leveraged some, some credit cards for our wedding. Mm-hmm. We're gonna keep it keep it real with everybody. Keep it real. And then <laughs> losing your salary right after that isn't the best feeling in the world. Yeah. Well, um, nobody's gonna predict a full right. world shutdown. Right. So. <laughs> but then with the wedding and event industry, it became um, a little um, crazy because you know you wanted to keep everybody safe, but then how can you justify uh, a videographer or photographer like not shooting a wedding to like pay their bills and feed their family and stuff mm-hmm. and so be- people still want to move forward with the wedding right and and everyone knows how polarizing covid was but like in the wedding and event industry specifically it was super polarizing like people were tattletailing on each other people like i had a story where um we shot an outdoor wedding one of the few weddings that like kept on in santa barbara yeah it was in later 2020 and it was fully outside. Everyone's masked up. Like it was very safe. The whole six feet, the whole the whole nine yards. There's no indoor piece about it. And there's only like 30 people there or something. I worked with a photographer. I'm not going to say her name. She's very nice. And I don't want to <laughs> cause any drama for her. But she knows the story very well. Um, I didn't post any stories. Because typically uh, in, when you're in the wedding industry, you'll kind of like BTS from the day. Or yeah. like, here's a ceremony. It's so beautiful. All this kind of stuff. You want to share the event that you're right. a part of. During COVID... Everyone went like radio silent. You didn't like share that you were shooting a wedding. Um, and I remember 
I didn't post any BTS, but the photographer did, and she's in Santa Barbara, um, which the reason I keep mentioning Santa Barbara is they had a very strict, like their COVID regulations were super strict um, because it's a big, you know, wedding destination. And she told me like a week later, she got a um, citation from the city because another wedding photographer saw her poster BTS and went and like told the city on her. And then the city cited her after that. So, um, yeah, it was just for the time. The reason I even share that story is because now with that context, we were deciding to launch a phone company to where 150 people at your wedding would all be touching the same exact thing, Mm -hmm. putting it up to their mouth, Mm -hmm. you know, talking on it. Not touching it. Right, right. But putting it near their face and then putting it back down, which, you know, in 2023, that sounds totally fine. But in the midst of COVID, it was a little a little scary. So we were honestly pretty worried about how the reaction was going to be from the public, like, or just friends and family or whatever. It was just a, a little um, dicey time, but we decided to do it. Yeah. So can I talk about that part of this Please? story? <laughs> so I think obviously during 2020, like things would open back up and then start shutting down again. It like kind of ebbed and flowed between the months. Um, and I... We had finished everything, the website, the mm-hmm. socials, the packages, all of those things. And we were sitting on them for a long time at that point. Yeah. Um, and I had gotten a new job mm-hmm. that August and I was starting the next morning. And I remember like driving to go pick up a monitor and a laptop from my then boss, um, who's so amazing by the way um and I'd love to share more later but (laughs) sorry (laughs) um yeah I had picked up all my stuff and then I sat in the parking lot and I was like okay this is about to get really busy like I'm not gonna have free time at all anymore and I've been so scared to share this idea I don't know when I will if I don't at this moment so I'm not especially before, like I wasn't always somebody who like wanted to hop on and like go on camera and talk to a bunch of people. I can be kind of reserved and shy sometimes, Mm -hmm. but I just was like, if, if not now, like when is this going to happen? So I like propped up my iPhone on my dashboard in my car and I just like started sharing my heart about after the tone and I like had texted Jacob and I was like, okay, let's like, let's share this. I'm going to post it on my stories. I'm going to share the Instagram. Um, and yeah, we just put it out into the world and you started to have a few of your clients that you were already working with in, um, the videography world. Yeah. It started off, you know, very niche as you can imagine. It was a lot of leveraging, um, my planner friends and venue friends and just vendors I've worked with is like, Hey, do you guys have any out there grooms, brides, you know, whoever that would be interested in kind of a, an alternative guest book idea. Um, thankfully we had a really, uh, some of my couples, most of my couples that I shot videos were, um, were the absolute sweetest and they were super interested in the idea like Chanel and Max, that was the one we've posted about on socials. Yeah. Uh, they're the cutest couple in the world. Um, that was one where, um, I would film, I would do my wedding videography, but we'd also have the guest book there. Um, that one specifically, you were there. 
um, that was our second yep. in-person wedding. Yep. But I think like our third client ever. Yeah. Um, and that one was really special. I feel like they're, they were just so sweet. That's where we met Claire from Grace. Grace. And who might be on the podcast. Maybe. <laughs> um, Is that where we met her? I believe so. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. At least it's where I, I met her. Um, yeah. And again, it was like, my third second or third event and it was fun to like see you in your element and filming a wedding um and be able to like interact with guests seeing the phone you know for the first time but chanel and max are super sweet and i still have like their note that they mailed us after the wedding on our fridge on our fridge it's something that i look at like almost every morning um because they really were like one of our first clients and it was so sweet to see how obviously like your your video work and paired with like the phone and our voicemails impacted um their wedding day yeah it was was really really cool cool. very supportive um but yeah so then it was we would do an event once a month kind of every once in a while Mm -hmm. and then we're doing out of our apartment only the one phone our original phone. We mm-hmm. took the one from our wedding. We don't use that one anymore unless yeah. it's like something that we do at our house. Yeah. Um, then uh, 2021, we started. <coughs> Sorry. <laughs> Pause. <coughs> oh, you got man. some water? No, I'm good. I'm just. Do you want to talk about before oh. we go into that, the first wedding that we ever did? <laughs> Is it the Malibu one? <laughs> it's the Malibu. I have one. that on my notes. Okay. Um, do you want to wait? Oh, we can we can hop in. Okay, just before we go into like the rest of the story, the first wedding that we had, again, I was I was nervous. Obviously, it's the first one that we had ever done in person. Mm-hmm. And Jacob, I think this was the wedding or the weekend that you had like four. It was like a quadruple header or something because a bunch of weddings had gotten postponed. Mm-hmm. So you were up north and I was not very happy <laughs> because I thought we were going to do it together, <laughs> to mm-hmm. be honest. You had to do it by yourself with? I didn't do it by myself because my mom is a sweet angel and she came with me. Um, we had yeah. it at Saddle Rock Ranch, I believe. In That's where, Yeah. Yeah. They do like the wine the tours. beautiful venue. Yeah. Um, and it was the most beautiful wedding The sweetest bride and groom all the guests were amazing and there were um a couple of people that i knew as well but it's also on a cliff that's what i was gonna say and your mother-in-law my mother-in-law drove no i drove you drove i drove (laughs) because we had a setup for in-person events um with these really cute like vintage seats and like a lounge area that people could like sit and leave a voicemail there's like a table two chairs but there's a part of the venue and i'm not remembering what the name is right now where you have to like get shuttled in because the hill is so steep Mm -hmm. and there's like no service up there it's it's incredible it's so beautiful but by the end of the wedding i had to take my car back up that hill Mm -hmm. take the shuttle come back it's pitch black besides like the beautiful lights obviously like strung up where the wedding guests are Mm -hmm. i load up the car 
and the security guard like flags us down trying to get us down the hill and I read it as going the opposite way so my mom and I start driving down this dirt hill and fully like the road starts getting smaller and smaller can barely see anything I love my mom but we like can get a little anxious together sometimes where we fully feel like okay this is the moment that we're gonna die and like fall off this cliff and it really felt like that I had to do like what's like the largest point turn that you can do in a car I don't even know I have like still to this day scrapes on the back of my Mazda from like having this much room to get back off the cliff anyways the whole wedding party could see like our headlights from a distance and like this whole fiasco going on in the car during the wedding so I'm very sorry (laughs) anybody who's paying attention to that but my mom is amazing and I probably wouldn't be sitting here right now if my mom didn't help me well, that wedding night, but then, I always remember that story is like the first. And then I was getting off my wedding that I just filmed, and for the videographers and and wedding vendors out there, you know, you're on your feet for ten or twelve hours, and it's a long day, and you're kind yeah. of exhausted. And um, I learned everything that was going on at Bailey's wedding was my fault. Yeah. Okay. Not your fault at all, but <laughs> I was, you know, transparently, yeah. I was a little. I didn't a have. Little? I was scared. Yeah. And I just needed somebody to vent to. <laughs> um, but you made it out alive. I made it out. Um, thankfully. And then, yeah, we were doing these events every once in a while. We'd show up at a venue like that. And then 2021 hit and we started to post videos on socials. Uh, we had a really cool experience with our clients that we had up until that point. So we knew that there was something here that people were resonating with the idea and the service and so we decided to just start posting on socials. We have a we have a friend um, in the social world who kind of gave us some pointers. And then out, outside of that, it was just organic posting on TikTok yeah. and Instagram. And then we ended up going viral and a um, couple times, which was awesome for us. And it, it really changed our lives overnight. Mm-hmm. And um, fast forward to 2023, and we've been a part of over 20,000 events. And it's, you know, a, a train that just keeps on going. So, um it's been really fun, um, really challenging, a lot of lessons learned. I mean, I'm sure we'll have, whether it's some of our staff on or, you know, people who've been here since the early days, all that, all that good stuff to kind of tell that story. Cause I, mm-hmm. I want to save that, some of that stuff, you know, for more episodes, but, um, yeah, I wanted to kind of wrap up on, on that note on what have we learned? Um, I wanted to ask you, and I'll, I'll answer too, but I wanted, I wanted to ask you first. Um, if you were to talk to your younger self just starting out, um, what's one piece of advice you would give them? Give yourself. I think it's something that like I still need to tell myself all the time that like your your words and your ideas have value and they're worth sharing with the world. Um, and, you know, sometimes being uncomfortable is a good thing. And I've really learned that it's really hard, but looking back, like I had looked at that video that I just posted, um, on TikTok yesterday. It was the first video that I had talked about earlier. Um, 
And I just like look at that person who's like putting their idea out into the world. And I just wanted to like give her a hug and say, like, I'm proud of you. Like, I'm I'm excited for you and all the things that you're going to learn. Um, but yeah, that's again to like roll it back. The biggest thing is like. Go for it. Mm hmm. Even if like your idea isn't perfect or like the things that you want to share aren't like all buttoned up, like yeah, share your stuff. Yeah, I think that was gonna be one of mine too. Of sorry, you have to choose a new one. <laughs> well, yeah, part of it is um, I think waiting till like your idea is perfect or like you have everything figured out. I think that like we take refuge in that and using that as an excuse not to do something. You say, well, it's not ready yet. Or like, I'm not, I don't know what it's going to look like versus. What are people going to think? Yeah, because you want to get judged because the idea is not fully fleshed out or like you didn't draw the thing you wanted to draw it the right way or whatever. But I've learned that just doing it and figuring it out as you go gets you a lot further than just sitting there pretending like there's going to be a day when you're going to feel ready because that day's never going to come. You're going to have to just one day just decide to, post it and yeah. you're going to feel awkward. You're going to feel like, Oh, is this cringy or my yeah. friends judging me? Like whatever. Yeah. Um, and it's fun to like, especially for me, like I'm such an idea person. So I could sit on this couch and talk about right. things forever. Right. But it's nice. Like, and it's something that I am always trying to work on of executing those ideas because the ideas seem fun and cool like when we're chatting about it and then you like get to it and you're like, okay, like we actually have to put this into. Someone's got to do it. Action. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a really nice balance that we have in our relationship too, where you can really help like push the idea into action. Um, and again, I'm really working on like being able to execute on my side as well. I love it. Um, cool. All right couple last questions. Okay. And then we have a fun little segment at the end. Um, okay. <laughs> this might, honestly, we might be able to push this into like more episodes in the future too because there's hours of stuff worth, thing, worth to talk about here. Um, but running a company as a married couple, mm -hmm. I'm going to ask you on the spot, what's the hardest part of running a business with your spouse? Um, I think I'm always trying to like learn and figure that out but mm -hmm. I think just balancing and having like a relationship outside of work because um there's like so many conversations and things that go on behind the scenes that nobody besides you and I know or feel um and it can be a really big challenge to like turn that off and yeah yeah just to turn it off sometimes. Um, but I think that we're always learning like how to be better about being intentional with our time together, our conversations, like, you know, I don't know, doing different things in our personal life because at the end of the day, like, again, this started mm -hmm. because of, you know, our wedding and our relationship and that's always going to be something that I fight for and um, believe to be the most important thing yeah. in my life. So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, the hard one of the hardest parts is um, 
how lonely it can feel sometimes because like you're saying there's stuff that only you and I and no one else can like sees sometimes but then I don't want to bring that to my spouse who's also dealing with that stuff you know on her own so mm -hmm. like it leaves me with like oh man like where do I, who do I bring this to you know which is why it's great to have therapy, therapy. <laughs> <laughs> we're a very pro therapy uh couple um but yeah I don't know I think that's uh, I'm we're not ending on a sour note. My next question is, yeah. what's, what's the coolest part about running a, a business with your spouse? But yeah, I think that's that'd probably be my answer. But so, yeah, what's the yeah. coolest part? I think... Or a cool part. I think... I know you had said, which I agree, like there's parts that can be lonely about what we do and doing it together. And then there's another side that like I've never felt closer to a person and like more understood in a lot of ways like there's nobody that I think understands all the things that we've gone through and like grown through together besides you so I feel very united in that way yeah um yeah I think that I mean there's a lot that I could say but I I tell people all the time that I think I've learned more about you and our relationship since running a company together than the previous seven years of our relationship being yeah. together. You're yeah. just like, if you want to figure out what you and your spouse are about, <laughs> run a business together. Um, so yeah, I think that's, it's a special opportunity. You know, it's a refining process. And mm -hmm. I think the other cool thing I was going to say is like, I mean, just get to do stuff. I mean, I'm d doing a podcast with you right now. Yeah. That's a very rare, lucky thing. So yeah. um, it's very cool to be able to do some creative, fun things with, you know, your partner. For sure. Um, last question before we do the then segment. Any advice? We've already kind of talked about it, but like what if you had to somebody out there who's about to start a business with their spouse? I have a friend who's about to actually. Um, what's a piece of advice for them? Hmm. Kind of like what I said before, but just make sure that you can find a balance in your relationship. Make sure that you this is not one piece of advice, I guess it's a lot, but like find ways to fill up your cup and have time for yourself, whether that's like talking to someone else like in therapy, um, you know, working on like your physical and emotional health so that you can in turn like yeah pour in to someone else and do small things like I've said this before to someone else but like writing a note on the fridge or like just texting someone or calling them and being like hey like I saw that you did like a b and c and like I'm really proud of you for this um I think it's really important to acknowledge your partner um yeah in this kind of space because things happen all the time and you can kind of like lose sight and lose track of that with yeah all the busyness i was gonna say for mine one one piece of advice for if you're about to start a company with your spouse or you are in the midst of it and things are tough or what whatever um i'd say set boundaries i, I mean would you guess how many dates we've had interrupted by work? No. <laughs> 70, I can't remember. A <laughs> hundred? You know how many yeah. times a DM will come in or, you know, an email or yeah. whatever happens. Which is you know? part of the territory. Right. It comes with it, but there's also uh, 
you know, a boundary setting there of being able to protect, you know, you and your spouse or you and your partner's relationships, if you guys are just dating or whatever, um, to keep that separate. Because if you're not, if you don't, if you're not active about keeping it separate, it's so easy for it to just work to just permeate everything. Yeah. And you want to make sure that that person, like when you're sitting at dinner or like you have moments just with each other that like they feel seen and heard and not like there's something else that has to be like finished or attended to yeah for sure totally okay that's it um (laughs) i'm very excited about the segment uh we're gonna end all of our episodes like this i think okay and you get to be the maiden voyage of it um our name is speed dial yep you were just mentioning acknowledging Mm -hmm. people you love all that kind of Mm -hmm. stuff so we are going to, I'm going to ask you a couple questions. One, do you have anyone on your speed dial or your favorites on your phone? Mm-hmm. Um, and two, can you call them on speaker right now? <laughs> I can. I don't yeah. know if they'll answer. But yeah, I know. They might but then answer. if they don't, I can leave a voicemail. Leave a voicemail. Interesting. <laughs> um, and then Let you can me just see. like do speaker like this, babe, so that the mic will pick up. Oh, okay. So on my speed dial... Is my sister. Let's see if she answers. I'm nervous. You put on a speaker? Yeah. And then hold it to the... Oh, I have service here. I think... Your call has been forwarded she's by automated the voice. She's in class. Oh, okay. She's a college student. Six. She's in class. She doesn't even have... Tone, please record your message. I think you just got denied by your 19-year-old sister. She needs to have, like... What happened? Hi, Mick. It's Bailey. I just wanted to call and tell you I love you and see how class and finals are going. I'm assuming since you sent me to voicemail, you're in class right now. But um, call me back. I would love to hear how you're doing. And I can't wait to see you in a couple weeks. Okay, love you. Bye. Very How was sweet. that? It was good. I realized I kind of set you up with calling your college sister on yeah. a weekday. But well, that was my choice. Okay. Um, I'm going to call the best man for my wife. Paul. Oh, my gosh. I'm actually so scared. I'm actually a little <laughs> I don't nervous. Know what he's going to say. He normally answers. but You're going to tell him? He's a good improv guy. He'll figure it out. He's a busy man. He's probably at a showing. Mm-hmm. He <gasps> denied me too. <laughs> it's busy. It's a weekday. Hey, Paul. Um, I know you're not busy right now, so I don't appreciate you not answering me. But uh, I love you, dude. Uh, I was calling to see what's up, see how... Um, the wife and bear were doing, but anyways, text me. Peace. Nice. Nice voicemail. Okay. That's it. Um, kind of struck out on our first two calls. I really <laughs> thought we were going to get one with those. Um, oh, he's calling me back. He's calling me back. Oh no. Hey dude, what's up? Hello. Sorry. I was in the shower. Oh. <laughs> it's 1130 in the morning, man. Wow, busy dude. Um, so busy. <laughs> uh, well, anyways, dude, I just want to call and say what's up, say I love you, see what's going on. 
Yes, Paul. <laughs> That's for the podcast. I told him we were starting a podcast. So <laughs> now, So he knew you were calling him. No, no, I Paul, did I tell you that I was calling you? No, you just said you might call one of us. Yeah. Paul, I have a I question. I figured it was going to be me, considering I'm the only one that answers their phone in the middle of the day on a business day. And I bet you were shocked when I didn't answer. I the whole room was shocked. Yeah. He can't hear me, it's fine. Okay. I can hear Bailey. Bailey has a question. Oh, yes, so you Bailey. ignored me. Okay. Um, yes. Did my husband wish you a happy birthday? Yes, he FaceTimed me. Okay. I was just making sure. Keeping track. Yep, no, he did. Honestly, the hardest one to get to FaceTime me was Michael. Um, cool. And then friends. Edward never FaceTimed me, which is to be expected. Brutal. Oh. So. <laughs> All right. Um, before any more friend drama, I'm going to let you go. Um, love you, dude. Good luck with the meeting. Wait, this is it? That's it. That's all you get. Love ya. Wait, real quick. Real... Yeah, yeah. I got a question for the podcast. You're famous. <gasps> you hung up. We have this thing where you ask, hey, man, I got a question. Then you hang up on them. And then they get really mad. For but, years. Yeah. Um, okay. Cool. A little clunky, but we'll, we'll iron it out. Um, it's the first one. Yeah. What did we say earlier in the podcast? Like, just start. Just do it. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Well, thank you, everyone, <laughs> for listening. Uh, we'll be back with another episode. Yeah, I think we so. We have no outro plan, so this is it. Peace. Music is playing right now. Um.